Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Hostilities continue on Tuesday, December 5th, as Be'er Sheva residents awoke to rocket alert sirens as early as 6.52 a.m. local time. Another barrage was launched within minutes towards the Gaza border communities. The Yemeni capital, Sana'a, was hit overnight with airstrikes and Israel is reported to be behind it, but no confirmation, confirmation has been released by the IDF or other official bodies. Reports citing anonymous Israeli officials in both the Associated Press and the Associated Foreign Press say that the IDF believes that the overall Gaza death toll claimed by Hamas is fairly accurate. However, the IDF has confirmed that at least 5,000 of the deaths in Gaza are confirmed to have been Hamas operatives. The IDF believes that more Gazan, quote, civilians have been killed than Hamas operatives, but that Hamas deliberately places their innocence in harm's way just to up the body count. The IDF is operating in the heart of Hamas's dens in Khan Yunus and Jabalia in southern Gaza, the military said on Tuesday, December 5th. Khan Yunus, the largest city in southern Gaza, is seeing the heaviest fighting since the Israeli ground invasion began a month ago. Quote, we are in the middle, we are in the heart of Jabalia, in the heart of Shajaya, and from this evening also in the heart of Khan Yunus, said Major General Yaron Finkelman, head of the Southern Command. This is the most intense day of battle since the start of the ground operations in terms of terrorists killed, the number of engagements, and the use of fire from the ground and the air, he added. We plan to continue attacking to deepen our achievements. According to Fox News reporters, the hostages who have been freed by Hamas from the Gaza Strip were given tranquilizer pills before being transferred to Israel in a bid to make them appear happier following their treatment in captivity. Dr. Hagar Mizrahi, the head of the Israeli Ministry of Health's medical division, told the Israeli government about the alleged druggings on Tuesday, December 5th, after confirming his suspicions through blood tests and medical analysis. Dr. Mizrahi identified the drug as clonazepam, a drug normally used to control epileptic seizures. It is also used sometimes as a psychedelic drug, which helps panic disorders and anxiety. Clonazepam appears to have made the hostages appear calm, happy, and upbeat after suffering physical abuse, deprivation, and psychological terror at the hands of Hamas terrorists over the course of their two months in captivity. Number two. Special Counsel David Weiss, appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland to serve as the Special Counsel in the Hunter Biden probe, blasted Hunter Biden's recent request to subpoena former President Donald Trump and other former Trump officials in a court filing on Tuesday, December 5th. Weiss submitted the filing in Delaware Federal Court, arguing that Biden's request is, quote, meritless and should be denied. President Biden's son had requested subpoenas against President Trump, former Attorney General Bill Barr, and two other former Trump administration officials, arguing that his, his gun crime charges had originated in, an, in a vindictive Justice Department. In his statement, Rice wrote, Weiss wrote, quote, not only does the defendant's motion fail to identify any actual evidence of bias, vindictiveness, or discriminatory intent on the special counsel's part, but his arguments ignore an inconvenient truth. No charges were brought against the defendant during the prior administration when the subpoena recipients actually held office in the executive branch. Instead, every charge in this matter was or will be brought during the current administration, 
one in which the defendant's father, Joseph Biden, is the President of the United States and Merrick Garland is the Attorney General that was appointed by President Biden and who will personally appoint and who had a person personally appointed the special counsel. The defendant has not shown nor can he show how external statements by political opponents of President Biden improperly pressured him, his attorney general, or the special counsel to pursue charges against the president's son, the filing says. Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, had argued last month that the investigation into the president's son arose only due to, quote, incessant, improper, and partisan pressure during the Trump administration. This past summer, Hunter Biden agreed to plead guilty to misdemeanor tax charges in a sweetheart plea deal with the DOJ that would have avoided prosecution on the gun charges had he stayed out of trouble for two years. That deal collapsed under scrutiny from the judge. Biden's gun crime trial is not set to begin until after January 2024. He faces up to 25 years in prison if convicted on all charges. He faces one count of making a false statement in the purchase of a firearm, another of making a false statement related to information required to be kept by a federal firearms license dealer, and one other count of possession of a firearm by a person who is unlawful, who is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance. Number three. Late last week, City Comptroller Brad Lander's office sent a letter to Mayor Eric Adams, formally revoking his emergency powers to negotiate contracts for migrant services without prior approval. The letter stated that the Comptroller's citywide prior approval was rescinded. In response, New York City Mayor Eric Adams' office expressed concern that this loss of prior approval would hinder their ability to address the asylum seeker crisis promptly. This development comes nearly three months after Lander's office retroactively rejected the city's $432 million no-bid contract with DocGo, a for-profit medical services firm accused of mistreating migrants. In the summer of 2022, the city sought the authority to engage migrant service contractors without pre-approval from the Comptroller's office. While the Adams administration was granted this power 13 months ago, the final approval authority remained with the Comptroller's office during the past year. Charles Lutvak, a spokesperson for Adams, issued a statement on Monday evening, December 4th, asserting that the, quote, Comptroller tying our hands behind our back is unfair to both new arrivals and longtime New Yorkers and will unquestionably slow down every step in the process. The letter from Lander's office signed by Deputy Comptroller Charlotte Hamamjian did not provide detailed reasons for the decision. However, the Comptroller's office had noted in a report the previous week that it identified, quote, significant delays in agencies submitting required outlines and contracts under the emergency powers. In a statement on Monday evening, December 4th, Lander's spokeswoman explained that the review revealed, quote, extensive failures to report subcontractors despite problems that surfaced with many of them. As a result, the Comptroller's Office concluded that requiring prior approval for emergency procurement on a case-by-case basis would be the prudent course for the city's fiscal health and integrity. This decision further deepens the rift between Lander, a progressive Democrat, and Adams, a quote, moderate Democrat, who, has, who have been increasingly at odds over the mayor's leadership in recent months. The mayor's office emphasized that it has opened over 210 emergency sites for migrants and is, and is actively addressing a $7 billion budget gap. Lutvak stated that we will continue to hold our contractors to the highest standards. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.